All right, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, welcome to episode 57 of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. I am your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. I like to start every podcast with all right. There's a reason for that that I don't get into on air. Only a few people out there know it. But you know what? I got to be honest. Things are not all right right now. They are not. They are not. And we're going to get into it in episode 57. So you know what? Pour yourself a drink. Maybe light up a joint. Whatever is going to make you be able to get through all the madness that's going on in this country right now. And enjoy episode 57. All right, let's get into it. I got some social plugs. And you know what? We're not promoting Facebook anymore. We're just not. We still have a page on there, but we're not promoting it. So don't even. I'm not even going to bother throwing that one out there, even though I just said we have a page on there. I'm not even going to give it to you. So if you want to follow us, do so on Twitter, at TellTheWallPod or at MagicMuppet. Uh, you can also, for now, subscribe on YouTube. I'll get into a little bit of that in just a moment. And, of course, most importantly, you can head on over to Sean O'Rourke Live and stay up to date on everything and anything that is Go Tell to the Wall podcast, Go Tell to the Wall YouTube channel, Go Tell to the Brewery, and everything pertaining really to, to me, Sean O'Rourke. That's Sean O'Rourke Live, you know? Yeah, that's how that works. Uh, so head on over there. That's going to be your one-stop shop for just about everything. And there's still a damn Facebook link up there if you want to, you know, like the Facebook page. All right, so YouTube update. YouTube update. We made a big push last week. Huge push last week, and I'll get into more of why, like, what we did last last week with the YouTube channel and everything else. Uh, but you know what? It's just not moving the meter enough. YouTube has a funky algorithm, uh, and and it's just not for the amount of work that's being put into our YouTube channel right now. Uh, it's just becoming not worth it anymore. It's it's just not. So I'm gonna tell all of you out there right now, all the wall fans, common censors, patrons, everyone that uh, likes to consume the show and check out the YouTube channel. Uh, we're not going to be putting up new content on the YouTube channel for a while now. Uh, that may change in the future. Uh, now, I'm going to backtrack on that a little bit because we have a bunch of content that's in the bag. It's already done, but we're not shooting any additional content for YouTube. I might throw the live feeds up there just cause, so they're somewhere else. Uh, but we're not going to be producing any more Go Tell to the Brewery or any of that stuff for now because it's simply not moving the meter. And I can't be putting all of this effort uh, into a YouTube channel that's just not pulling in any consumers any fans you know so that's where we stand with the youtube channel for now definitely head on over there subscribe there's a ton of content there's a ton of content if you haven't been to the youtube channel that's what kills me with the youtube channel too is i run into like personal friends of mine that are fans of the podcast i run into them and they're and start talking about youtube and they're like oh you have a youtube channel yeah i talk about it at the top of every show every single show but it doesn't move the meter i think if i was a a 20 year old jackass doing dumb things and jumping off the roof of my house that, yeah, then maybe we'd get some traction on YouTube, but you know what? We're just not doing it. So for now, we're not going to be producing new content for the YouTube channel. And, and that could change in the future. That could change in the future. If we have a demand for the YouTube channel, then we're going to go ahead and do that. But for now, no new content being produced for the YouTube channel. Uh, again, subscribe if you haven't seen it. Check out the content up there, but just don't get excited about new stuff coming out every week like it has been for months now because it's just it's too it's too much work on my end. It like I'm being honest, it's too much work on my end for just not moving the meter enough. It's just it's just simply not. We're not getting the subscribers. You know, we get we get uh, the views, we just don't get the subscribers. So I'm I'm not going to keep putting effort into that. I think our our fan base skews a little older and for that reason we don't have a ton of fans on YouTube. We have them kind of consuming podcasts on their preferred platform. You know, whether it's Podomatic, Google Play, uh, Spotify, but we just we're not moving the meter on those other things. Speaking of that, Spotify, make sure you're you're adding us to your playlists on Spotify. Go tell us the wall uh, is on Spotify. I actually did a little more investigating as to how we ended up on Spotify. Uh, and apparently our our podcast host Podomatic, uh, it looks like they automatically submitted a bunch of their their top podcasts with this first round of approvals that went through Spotify and we happen to fall into that. So that's why we're on Spotify now. I know it's amazing. Um, all right. So another little housekeeping, social stuff, website. I don't even know what to call it. So we are trying to do bigger things for the podcast itself. That's what we're trying to do right now. Uh, and in the interest of that, because as any of you that have been around since the beginning know that we've been doing this for almost two years now. And it's 
the brunt of that falls on me. I do have Bridget who helps with with the on-air producing, and I have Chris uh, who helps with a lot of the stats and information. But for the most part, it's just it's me producing these shows, and because of that, I've really stretched myself thin. Um, I don't want to say I've sunk a ton of money, but sunk a lot of my own money into the production of this podcast. And because of that, and because of wanting to grow, we've actually launched an Indiegogo campaign. Indiegogo campaign. If you're not familiar with Indiegogo, it's a crowdfunding website similar to Kickstarter or uh, GoFundMe. There's a whole bunch of them out there. So we started a campaign on Indiegogo. This campaign, we set it. We set a certain goal up there, and this is simply to just bring in some new gear. Uh, to the studio so that we can enhance the podcast. And the exciting thing about that is if we do meet our goal, what we're going to do is add an additional one or two podcasts. That's right. We're going to add an additional one or two podcasts. And if we hit our goal, then we're definitely bringing in a co-host for at least one of those one or two new podcast concepts that will be coming out of Go Tell to the Wall. So look forward to that. If you're not familiar with Indiegogo, head over to Indiegogo.com and just search Go Tell to the Wall. If you're on our Facebook page or Twitter uh, or on YouTube, if you're subscribed on any of those things already, you you can just click the link right there. And uh, really, every amount helps. Every amount helps. You can donate as little as a dollar. Not donate. You can contribute. I don't want to call it donation because this isn't a nonprofit thing. We are just looking to grow a little bit and uh, and want the help of our fans to do so. It, it's as simple as that. If we don't hit a goal, it is what it is. It is what it is at this point, and uh, it's just something we're trying out to see if we can grow the podcast a little quicker. Uh, bring an additional microphone in here, some additional equipment, and like I said, a new a, another host uh, to to have a full new show concept, which I've been I've been running through. I, I have a few different concepts uh, that we'll get into if we hit those goals. So share it, even if you can't contribute financially. I mean, as little as a dollar is helpful. You'll see uh, there are some perks up there. That's right. If you donate certain amounts, there's certain perks you get with that. Um, up to Something as crazy as literally sitting in the studio for the production of one of our podcast episodes. So that could be happening if that's something that interests you. Uh, and again, if, if you can't contribute financially, totally understand, uh, but it's always helpful to share. Share the campaign. Share the podcast. Tell your friends. You know, that's how the word gets out. That's what drives me nuts. And that's what, like just not literally banging my head against the wall, but that, that's what drives me nuts is I look at some of the other content out there like YouTube, for example. I look at some of the other content out there that just gets ridiculous subscribers and really moves the meter. Now, granted, keep in mind, these are these are like 20-something-year-olds, like hipsters. They're, they're just really keen on that whole thing. I don't mean that as an insult. It's just they're keen on it. I'm a little old for the YouTube stuff, just putting it out there. However, I look at these this content and these videos that go up, and I'm like, really? Really? That's moving the meter for you. Like, that's what you're doing. Really? You're talking to the, like, and I just don't, I, it's dumbfounding to me. So because of that, we need everyone out there to share this podcast. Share it. Tell your friends. Just talk about it. Tell your friends. We got freaking stickers, all kinds of stuff. But we want to continue to increase that audience. And I need all of your help to do that. All of your help. So continue to spread the word. Um, and if you can, help us out on Indiegogo. Just That's going to help us grow. That's going to get us to a point where we can do a lot more things with the podcast and make a couple improvements in the studio um, and I assure you, if, if we get that goal, it, it's going to be great content. Like, I feel we already have great content coming out. It's the other crazy thing. Like, I look at some of the social media content coming out. Have you ever, Ariana Grande. You ever heard of Ariana Grande? Uh, she's a, I guess she's a singer, but like, <laughs> you can call her a singer. She's an artist. And I don't want to take away from people that are trying to, you know, make their way. But the thing is, she's not very good at what she does. However, she has like, Millions of followers on social platforms, and she will tweet the dumbest things. Dumbest things. She tweeted an emoji of a cloud the other day. Thousands of people liked it and retweeted it. A fucking cloud. A cloud emoji. This is what, like, we don't need more of that. We just don't. And if it's not my podcast, that's fine. If it's not Go Tell to the Wall, that's fine. If it's not, the, I don't care. But we need to work to get better content out there because there's so many great artists out there. And there's so many great broadcasters. There's so many great content creators out there that just get overshadowed by some little tween tweeting out a picture of a cloud. A cloud. I mean, come on. Come on. We need to weed through this. 
And maybe it's an age that I don't know what it is, but let's do better. Let's do better as a society. Lift up people that are doing good, putting out good quality content. People that are following their passion. Not that Ariana Grande is not following her passion, but Jesus Christ. A cloud. A cloud. I mean, come on. I just, you know, come on. I don't get it. I just don't get it. Uh, All right, we missed a week last week. Uh, That was actually planned and on purpose. I didn't really come out and say, oh, we're we're missing a week, you know, and all this stuff. Uh, We, you know, we never miss an episode. We just miss a week. We took a week off and didn't actually take a week off. For those of you uh, that don't follow the YouTube channel or follow us on social platforms, uh, last week was American Craft Beer Week. And so what we did at Go Tell to the Wall was went out to a bunch of local breweries here and tried a bunch of local craft beers. I think some not so locals, but all craft beers around the Los Angeles area. And uh, all five, no, geez, six days. We went Monday through Saturday. Multiple breweries. Some of those were, were, were uh, multiple breweries in one day and shot a bunch of content, produced that, got most of it up on the YouTube channel. There's just some of it still sitting in the hopper here. Uh, that we're going to get up there. So that was the reason that we actually missed a week. It was planned. It was just where usually I'm sitting in the studio on a Thursday uh, producing a new episode. I was actually, I'm trying to think of, I'm, I'm remembering my sketch, what we did last week in my head. We were at Frog, actually at Frogtown Brewery here in Frogtown, which is an area of Los Angeles, uh, California. Uh, and that was just one of them. And and basically I wanted to to put all of the time last week into to that initiative, and that's what we did. So we missed a week because of that, so I apologize to all of you out there that have no interest in the YouTube stuff or the videos or anything else and only like hearing the podcast. Uh, that's why you there wasn't one last week uh, for you to listen to, and I know we have a lot of those fans because that's what's ridiculous is YouTube does like a few hundred views per video. The podcast audio does five to 10,000. Five to 10,000. We're definitely a podcast-centric uh, entertainment platform. I don't even know what we are. We're just talking to a wall. I'm talking to a wall here. Go tell it to the wall. Anyway, so that's why we missed. Uh, that's why I missed last week. That's why I missed last week. And I told everyone on the live feed here, like I say, we got the live feed going. Uh, I warned them all before I actually went on to the actual production of. Actually, went on to the actual. Jesus, can you tell it's been a long week? Uh, anyway, so for those of you that aren't on the live feed and only listen. I warned everyone, this is not the episode to be listening to in front of your kids. As you know, as you can hear, or did hear, we already dropped, I already dropped an F-bomb, like 10 minutes into the podcast. We, I usually try to limit to one per episode. It's going to be more than that this week. It's going to be more than that for episode 57. It just is, uh, and because of everything that's going on in the country right now. So prepare yourselves. Definitely don't listen to this one in the car with your kids riding in the car seats, because it's, it's going to get a little bit raw, as you can see here, here or see, depending where you're consuming this that we, we've already done a little bit of that. Um, and it's just, just on a personal note, it's, it's been a rough, uh, it's been a rough couple weeks here and it's appropriate that it's mental health awareness month, May. Um, I've actually got my purple shirt on tonight in honor of, of the month of May and mental health awareness. Uh, and it's pretty appropriate for that because I've, I've just, it, it's been a bit of a roller coaster for me personally over the past couple weeks. And then with everything happening in our country right now, it's just, exacerbating that like beyond belief just it's ridiculous uh, so I apologize in advance to everyone listening uh, for how raw and real we are going to get tonight but you know what it has to be said it just does we got to talk about it we're going to rant a little bit so buckle up oh boy buckle up all right let's get into some social oh you know what before we get into some social let me just call out the beer this week uh, we've actually got a tasty little brew from Newport Storm. Newport Storm, which is Rhode Island's microbrewery. They were the first microbrewery in Rhode Island. Uh, we actually had their uh, I can't their amber ale a couple weeks ago. We had their amber ale, and now we have their spring Irish red ale. The spring Irish red ale. It's definitely an Irish red. Um, interestingly enough. And they put this one together, uh, Newport Storm did, and included some hops from the UK. I don't like to get that geeky about beer, but I found it interesting. It has a nice little red hue to it, and it's definitely an Irish red, but I think the spring Irish red ale, it, it, it's a little lighter than your typical like Irish red that you're going you're gonna to find as, as typical, uh, your traditional, that's the word I'm looking for, your traditional Irish red. It's a little bit lighter than that, but still definitely, definitely a red. 
Uh, and I'm enjoying it. It's not as hoppy as I usually prefer on my pale ales and stuff, but I'm enjoying it thus far. And I would recommend it if you have the means to pick up some Newport Storm, and especially if you're an Irish Red fan. Um, and this is a spring release for them, seasonal. Uh, so if you're in the you know Rhode Island area or or Northeast, you might be able to get it, or maybe your local beer seller will will have it. It just depends. Hi, Joan. Uh, Joan, Joan, who I mentioned on the teaser, is is one of our biggest supporters. Uh, definitely a common censor, and uh, and I know she's been reeling quite a bit this past week with everything that's happening. Um, but but shout out to Joan, who is one of our just absolute biggest supporters. Uh, and she was having some <laughs> some connectivity issues earlier, but luckily she's able to join in the on the live feed. And I believe she's on her on her way to Los Angeles right now, or or will be soon. So uh, be nice to to get you back in the the land of the common sense. That's what I'm gonna start calling it. All they think where Joan lives in Arizona is there's some common sense going on there too. All right. Anyway, let's get into some social some social social media. We're gonna get serious here for a minute, and then I'm gonna lighten it up a little bit. So buckle up. Wall fans, oh boy. Uh, so I have some, I don't even know if this is really good news. It's just news. I found it interesting. Uh, so a judge ruled this week that the Orange Menace can't block Twitter users. He can't actually block anyone that's on Twitter that is criticizing him or, or posting disparaging things, tweeting things at him. He's actually not allowed to, to block them, interestingly. Not allowed to block them. And this is because a judge ruled that it is a First Amendment issue because Twitter is a public platform. It's a public forum. And because Donald almost said his name because the Orange Menace, not even, I can't get the name. It just can't happen this week. I can't. He's, I can't. Uh, so the Orange Menace, because he's a public figure, you know, the, the president of the United States of America, a little finger quote action going on there. Uh, he can't block people. Uh, and it's interesting. So twofold, it's interesting because like really, I know a lot of people held that as a badge of honor to be blocked by Donald Trump. Badge of honor. I get it. You got blocked by the Orange Menace. Like badge of honor. I said his name. I get it. But that's the badge. Is you got blocked by him. Uh, so you're not gonna have be able to have that badge of honor anymore. Uh, but it is interesting as well because the Justice Department said that they are gonna fight this. They disagree with it and they're gonna fight it. And my main takeaway from this. This is my main takeaway from this. This is the world we live in now. Where the leader of our country, the supposed leader of our country, is blocking people on a social platform, spewing hatred on a social platform, and it's become acceptable. Now, obviously it's not acceptable to everyone in this country, but it's become acceptable to many people in this country. And it's not acceptable to me. It's just not. So we'll see what happens with this. If he's able to, down the line, be able to block people, whatever. Personally, I don't, I don't follow the guy. That's the thing. I, like, I don't. I understand why people might, because it, it's just this wild firestorm of ridiculousness, but I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't follow, that's the thing, I don't follow people or, or like subscribe to anything like that that I, that I don't like, I just, I just don't, I just don't, so we'll see what happens there, but if you were blocked by the Orange Menace, there's a slight chance that you're going to get unblocked now, and you can start spewing stuff back in his face which you know I don't follow him but I could see the reason to follow him because of the firestorm that is the orange menace and because then you can just tweet stuff directly at him I get it it's appealing just I just don't have the time for it I don't I can't even keep the freaking YouTube you know we can't move the needle on the YouTube channel I'm not going to spend time tweeting at the orange menace uh and I'm going to apologize for the background noise <laughs> right now wall fans and common censors uh, my wife is in the kitchen furiously making potato pancakes, furiously making potato pancakes uh, for my brother-in-law's birthday. Those crazy Polacks, which I happen to be one of, <laughs> love our potatoes, and it's got to be in a potato pancake form, or latka. It's the sim same thing as a latka. Um, you know, if you've had them, if you're Jewish or you have Jewish friends, they call them latka potato pancakes. So you're going to get a little bit of the, the background noise here, but it, it, is, it is what it is. We're a podcast. I mean, you know, background noise happens. No helicopters today. That's a surprise. It's very rare we don't have any helicopters going overhead. Anyway, let's move along so with more social media. I've got a trending hashtag. Usually I like to have the funny trending hashtags, but this one needed to be included on the show. It just did. And it's not a funny one. It's not a happy one. It is actually extremely depressing, this hashtag. And that would be hashtag if I die in a school shooting. 
Hashtag if I die in a school shooting. This is starting to become viral. Some kids uh, started this hashtag and they are tweeting out their thoughts on hashtag if I die in a school shooting. Uh, and I want to give you a couple of them that were out there in the world. Um, <laughs> in fact, these are a couple really good ones. So, hashtag, if I die in a school shooting, make the NRA pay for my funeral. Uh, and this one is just so, so, so depressing. But I get it and I love it. It's hashtag, if I die in a school shooting, please politicize the F out of my death. Please use my death as activism to prevent others from dying. Please put my body in the NRA parking lot. And this one, hashtag, if I die in a school shooting, I will only become a statistic. I will never be able to go to college. My dog will always wonder where I went. I will become a hashtag. I will never be able to fight for my life again. Please don't let gun violence continue. Now, this one hits home for me. And I feel like we, we hit rock bottom with every time one of these happens. I feel like we hit rock bottom and then nothing happens, and then another tragedy happens. And unfortunately, I don't know that anything's going to happen. But we have to make something happen. Because here's the bottom line. Here's the bottom line as far as I'm concerned. I have a toddler at home. She's 18 months old, a year and a half. The most precious thing in my entire life. The most important thing to me. And I can't imagine if she gets older and she has to deal with a hashtag like this. Hashtag if I die in a school shooting. Something like that. I will only become a statistic. I will never be able to go to college. Think about that. These kids that are dying, they're never going to go to college. They're never going to get married. They're never going to know the joy of having children, you know, if they wanted to. They're never going to know those things. They're never going to realize how great it is to be an adult. I mean, it's great to be a kid. But they're never going to realize those things. And I don't want my daughter living in a world like that. I don't. And as far as I'm concerned, you backward, bigoted, rednecks down there in the South, and hit me with the hate mail. I don't give a shit anymore. You backward-ass rednecks down there in the South, that needs your AK-47 or your AR-15 because you got a small dick? I got no sympathy for you. What's more important to you? Making up for your small dick or kids living? When it comes to my daughter, it's kids living. I don't give a shit that you need to have a gun. I don't care that you need to hunt. I don't care that you think it's fucking home protection to have an AR-15. None of that matters. What matters is that kids are dying. Kids are dying. You keep your backward-ass, bigoted self down in the South and realize that it's not worth a kid's life just because you got a small dick. It's not worth it. AR-15s and shit. Home protection. I need home protection when the government rises up. Give me a break. Give me a break. There's just no excuse for it. Period. What's more important to you? A piece of metal supporting a terrorist organization that is the NRA or children? Let me clue you in on the answer. It's children, you dumb shit. I don't want to see hashtags like this anymore. I don't want to tear up every time I have to see something like this. These are teenagers having these thoughts. These are teenagers afraid to go to school. Terrified to go to school for fear that they're going to get shot. That is a good point, Joan. They're all over the country. It's not just the South. It's just you hear the most noise coming out of the South. That's what it is. You hear the most noise coming out of the South. But you're right. It's everywhere. It's even in, it's even in California. It's even in California. People think they need guns. It's fine. You want to have a rifle to hunt? That's fine. Nobody needs an AR-15. And don't give me this stuff, oh, it's freedom, it's, you know, that's, it's part of, no, 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 no. You can have a little rifle, maybe a pistol, 
but you're going to work for it. You're going to go through a background check. You're going through everything. And those guns, not going to be sold on the internet. None of that shit. Just selling a gun to a guy in the street, woman in the street, no. We're done with that. And you know what, NRA? We're coming after you. And we're coming to fight with common sense. And we're coming to fight because we're sick of seeing dead children in schools. So bring it, NRA. Dana Lausch, Loesch, whatever the hell her name is. Give me a break. Give me a break. Can we just send them all to, like, a des- you know? No, that's getting a little ridiculous. Uh, anyway, no more of this hashtag if I die in a school shooting. Just no more. Just no more. No more. No more. All right, let me lighten it up a little bit. I do have a couple funny hashtags. I do have a couple funny hashtags. Thank God. Because my OAD, I just, I can't, I can't, I can't handle any more of this. All right, so a couple funny hashtags trending right now. This one I found amusing. Hashtag make a complaint nice. That's right. Hashtag make a complaint nice. So figure that out. A complaint, but make it sound nice. This is kind of a, gosh, what a, uh, I guess condescending way. No, not con- You know, what is that? Like a compliment sandwich or I don't know. Anyway, hashtag make a compliment nice. Uh, so let me give you a couple of these, but definitely, start if you, especially if you need some release from everything that's going on in the country right now, don't worry. We're getting into the other stuff that's going on in the country right now. Uh, but if you need a release, these are some, ha- this is a hashtag to search. Uh, and one of those would be, your hair looks beautiful in my food. Hashtag make a complaint nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> this one I like. Your your customer service sucks, but you have a nice voice. Make a complaint nice. I'm fairly certain I've used that one when, when dealing with some customer service on, on the phone. <laughs> and this one... This is a little too much, a little backhanded, because I always say, like, whatever your style is, just that's your steez, style, use it. Um, and, well, you look great. And this is, like, hashtag make a complaint nice. Well, you look great in that dress. Did they have it in your size as well? I live in Los Angeles. I've definitely seen situations like that. And we're not talking, like, people a little too big for their dress, but it's like, oh, okay, that's that's what you're wearing. Uh, okay. This is probably my uh, my twenties in Hollywood speaking a little bit there. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Anyway, um, and another one I found funny. Hashtag things I forgot to return. <laughs> this one I like because uh, like women don't do this, so I can't relate. But I've heard female friends have similar you know stories like this. Uh, so hashtag th- hashtag things I forgot to return. A DM back to all the men who message women with hello, then hi. Then hello. I think that happens, right? Like I know that happens, guy. Like, and I see it when I'm uh, I'll, I'll watch the a, the police chases in Los Angeles. I'll watch them on Facebook because um, KTLA will just have like the live feed on there. That's one of our our local uh, stations here in Los Angeles, KTLA. And so if there, like if, if I get a notification that a car, t- I, that's where I go. And it's so funny. I've learned now to just turn off the compliment, like compliments, comments. Uh, turn off the comments because it's like I don't need but there's always like there's always a couple guys in the comments like during a car chase where they're like hey ladies come on over hey ladies I got a pizza hey lady who wants a hand it's like does that does that work like I just can't imagine that works right I can't right I can't um, and another one of these I liked uh, hashtag things I forgot to return my mind and this was an asterisk after children it was never found again <laughs> That one I can relate to, wall fans, ladies and gentlemen, common censors. I mean, I didn't, I lost my mind long before that. Like, long before children, but it just became so much worse. So much worse. Uh, And like I said, I love my daughter's, my daughter's the most important thing to me in the entire world. Oh, but gosh, she started walking, and she started getting in everything, and I have completely lost my mind. Uh, all right, let's move on to some TV, film, and books. Let me get a sip of my Newport Storm Spring Irish Red Ale. Not sponsored. Newport Storm does not pay me to say things like that. Um, let's get into some TV, film, books. TV, film, and books. This one we do have some good news. 
Deadpool 2 opened last weekend. Deadpool 2, if you listen to the show, if you're familiar with me, you know Deadpool movie, my absolute favorite Marvel Cinematic Universe movie is Deadpool. Uh, and I'm sure Deadpool 2 is probably going to be my second favorite. I have not seen it yet. No spoilers. All those all our fans out there sending me messages, giving me spoilers, which I think with Deadpool, like, what are you going to spoil on Deadpool 2? He curses a lot, and he's a smart ass. Yeah, that's what you expect. Anyway, that opened last weekend, last Friday, May 18th, uh, and killed it opening weekend. I actually didn't see the final numbers, but they were reporting 125 million on Sunday, uh, which is really good for an R-rated. That's R, this is an R-rated film. Really good for an R-rated film, so I'm really happy to see Deadpool 2 doing well at the box office. I'm a big Deadpool fan. I'm a big Ryan Reynolds fan. I've just he was he has always been a bit of a man crush for me ever since. Oh, deep cut. Ever since two guys, a girl, and a pizza place. Deep cut. Look it up. Look it up. In fact, IMDb two girls, a guy, and a pizza place, and then notice how it changed to two girl, two guys and a girl. No, I go deep. Two guys, girl, and a pizza place. Ryan Reynolds, his breakout sitcom role I guess you could say nobody nobody knows because the show was not that popular and then he went on to become a pretty pretty big movie star pretty big kind of big um anyway moving on oh Brooklyn Nine-Nine this is ridiculous because this happens to me occasionally and it's like and because we didn't record an episode last week I was sitting on it for two weeks uh so episode 56 I talked about how Brooklyn Nine-Nine was canceled and the uproar that went along with Brooklyn Nine-Nine being canceled uh, and all of the support that it was getting to be revived and for another network to pick it up. Well, literally the next morning, so I think I was posting the actual podcast episode where I talked about Brooklyn Nine-Nine being canceled, and it was already picked back up. So NBC picked it up. They are reviving Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Not really reviving because it like they just finished a season, so it, like there's no, they're not even missing a season. Uh, so it will be on NBC next year. The interesting thing is NBC, I believe, only ordered 10 episodes, so we could potentially 10 or 50, like something like that. Not a full 22-episode season that they ordered, uh, so we could potentially be looking at the end. We could also That could also just be uh, NBC covering their bases and saying, well, we'll give you 10, and then if it comes on NBC next season and, and it's a big deal, then they're going to get more than the 10. So we'll see what happens there, but very happy to see Brooklyn Nine-Nine officially being revived revived at NBC which is also great news for a close friend of mine uh, Stephanie who works on the show and like immediately I like I'm Brooklyn 99 fan I was like oh my god I love Brooklyn 99 then I was like oh my god well, I have a friend who's now out of a job which is very common in the in the television industry but it's still like every time I see a show gets canceled I'm like god damn it such and such is now they got to find a new you know it's just one of those pain in the butt things like, you know it ha it happens but it still sucks it still sucks especially when it's a great show like Brooklyn, from what I've heard, uh, Brooklyn—it's a great show to work on, great show, great cast to be around. So, uh, so happy they're going to be sticking around and on NBC now. Uh, which, of course, because Fox cancels everything anyway. <laughs> like, I watch it on Hulu, so it doesn't matter what network it's on. Uh, all right, more Deadpool news. I got a little story from Switzerland that happened uh, last weekend. A little story from Switzerland. So, a couple friends in Switzerland. Huge Deadpool fans decided to dress up as Deadpool and go see the movie. Full red Deadpool suit and including fake prop pistols hanging on their sides. Well, what they did was they met at a train station. They were heading to one of the friend's house. They were going to drive from there to the movie theater. As they were walking to that friend's house, one of the two of them, uh, whichever one's house it was, they were stopped by police. Apparently, somebody had seen them walking in the streets and called it in as a terrorist activity that was going on. Now, part of you might say, that's ridiculous. But, I want everyone to think about this for just a moment. Let's say you have no idea who Deadpool is. No idea. And you're sitting in your kitchen nook, looking down on the you know second story, having some coffee, looking down on the street. You see a couple guys... Dressed head to toe in red and black, faces covered and everything. And they got pistols on their sides. Now, you can't see from there if they're real pistols or fake prop guns. Most people would probably call the police, especially with, with the atmosphere that we live in in this world. The good thing is, the police swarmed on them, guns drawn, and questioned them, and then actually let them go. I believe they confiscated their prop guns, uh, but they let them go. 
They let them go, and they actually made it to their movie. So this is this is a great ending to where I can see why someone would call on this. You're dressed head to toe. I mean, like, just imagine a guy in a ski mask going to, like, if I saw a guy in a ski mask with a gun on his hip walking down the street in front of my house, I'd be like, eh, that doesn't look right. You know? So, so I get it. And at the same time, fortunately, this didn't end the way a lot of police interactions end in our country, and they were able to actually make it to the movie uh, most likely without their uh, without their guns. <sighs> All right, one more thing on TV, film, and books. I got to be honest, this one's just for me. It's an ABC show called The Middle. It ran for many seasons. I want to say like 10 seasons. I'm not positive on that one. I think 10 seasons. Been around since like 08, 09. They've been around. Uh, and this was their final season. Final season. Uh, this is a show starring Patricia Heaton, who was the wife of Ray Romano on Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh, so one of the main characters on that. Fantastic. I, I enjoy it. I have a personal connection to it just because it's like the middle of the country. And it, it reminds me, not completely of my childhood, but very much reminded me of chi- my childhood. Uh, and it was very cheesy. Very cheesy show, but, but a great show. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, and it ended this week. I actually just watched the series finale, and I'll be honest with everyone out there, full disclosure, I teared up a bit. I did. Uh, so kudos to the producers, the showrunners, and all the actors on The Middle. Uh, you did a fantastic run of that show, as far as I'm concerned, and you really buttoned it up well. So if you're a Middle fan, I hope you've had—I'm not going to spoil anything. Uh, I hope you had a chance to check out that the this, this series finale. Uh, and if you're not a Middle fan, you never heard of The Middle— I'm sure it's on Hulu or Netflix. Check it out. It's just, it's just a fun sitcom. Fun sitcom about a family in Indiana, and that's why it's called the middle middle of the country. They call them flyover states. Yep, that's what they call them, flyover states. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. We're going to move on to some sports. Oh, we're going to move on to some sports. Oh, boy. I don't want to talk about this, but we have to. So the NFL, just a couple days ago. Wait, let me get. A, I gotta prepare myself here. Oh, the NFL just a couple days ago passed new rules regarding the national anthem. Yeah, we've been big, big supporters of the social injustice, police brutality protests that were happening, and we have. I've done my best to clear that up for people that are ignorant and think it's a protest against the military, protest against patriotism. Protest against the flag. It's none of those things. Get your shit straight. Figure it out. None of those things. Well, this new NFL rule that came out just a couple days ago. Just a couple days ago. Is that now... Now, I'm trying to think about how to get into this. The rule is any player on the field, any player or personnel from any team on the field needs to be standing during the national anthem. If a player or personnel does not want to stand during the national anthem, they are allowed to remain in the locker room. And they're going the NFL is going to impose fines on players who do not stand during the national anthem. Now, then the, one more thing. The NFL came out and said it was a unanimous decision by all 32 owners. There's 32 teams in the NFL. Unanimous decision by all 32 teams. Well, the news came out today that they didn't actually hold a formal vote. So not only did they come up with a ridiculous rule where they're trying to stifle people who are trying to get support for racial injustice, and awareness around racial injustice and police brutality. Not only are they stifling them, but they lied about it. They lied about it. They put out a story saying 32 owners unanimously agreed to implement this rule. And that is 100% inaccurate. It's 100% inaccurate. In fact, they didn't hold a formal vote. They said, who thinks this is a good idea? And a few of their owners raised their hands and it was enough for them to say, okay, that's good enough. There was no yay or nay. There was no anything like that. That was the voting. And you may say, well, what's the big deal? The NBA actually has a rule that you need to stand for the national anthem. The big deal here is that they're doing this 
because of what is happening in the league. They're doing this because to all of to the NFL and to the majority of those owners, the bottom line is money. And where do the majority of the NFL fans live? Middle America and in the South. And those are the areas where everyone thinks that these players who are speaking out, again, for social, racial injustice and police brutality, they all think this is a protest against the military and the flag. When common sense says it's not, it's not. Now, there is a little bit of a movement going around right now because the rules only say you have to stand. You don't have to put your hand over your heart as a player. You only have to stand. So there's a tweet going around. I retweeted it saying, well, if you only have to stand, I want to see some players doing the crane pose from Karate Kid. The original Karate Kid, if you're not familiar with the crane pose, that's that little funky pose he does. Yeah, do the crane kick pose. Or you know what? Fist in the air. Let's remember the two the uh, two athletes, and I should have written down their names at the Olympics, who the two athletes, now my wife has a smoke alarm going off in the kitchen. Clearly, it's going crazy out there. Open some doors! Jesus! Anyway, apologies. Right in the middle, talking about the freaking... Anyway, I don't even know where the hell I was. Where, where the hell was I? Oh, anyway, so we'll see what some of the players do. And we have those two athletes from the Olympics back then who raised their fists in the air during the anthem while they were standing on the podium. Back then, they got some flack for it. Now there are statues of those individuals. So I want everyone to keep that in mind. Those of you that are supporting this hatred that's coming out of the NFL. Think about that. Think about what your kids are going to think. Think about what your kids, kids, kids are going to think. Because you're on the wrong side of history, my friend. You're absolutely on the wrong side of history. And in fact, a lot of people are saying it's about the First Amendment, freedom of speech. They're saying, well, you don't have freedom of speech. It's your, 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 your place of employment. I get it. But like I said, this is a direct response from the NFL to try to stifle their players. And we see that the NFL owners care much more about their bottom line than they do about the men, really, and women, because it's there's women on the staffs there, men and women, who are making them rich, who are making them wealthy, who are the reasons that they have these teams. So think about that. And one more thing on that. Right after this happened, Mike Pence... That son of a bitch. Mike Pence tweeted out, hashtag winning with the story about how the NFL is going to force people to stand. I would like to remind everyone out there, hashtag winning Mr. Pence, Mr. Vice President Pence, because they're required to stand for the national anthem. Let me, let me remind you what happened at the Olympics in Korea just a few short months ago. When the Korean national anthem was played and you saw fit to stand up and walk out and disrespect the people of Korea. Oh, but if it's an African-American football player, well, they can be forced to stand. My white, gray-haired ass doesn't have to. That's what I get out of that, Mr. Pence. Do better. And use common sense, for God's sake. And you know what? I'm not boycotting the NFL. I'm not. Because boycotting is this huge thing. I'm just not going to watch. I'm not going to watch football. I'm not going to read about NFL football. I'm not going to play fantasy football anymore. I'm not doing any of those things. Because this is utter disrespect to the players in that league. Utter disrespect. So I got nothing to do with the NFL anymore. All right, let's move on to some tech. Apologies for the smoke alarm going off. Like I said, my wife is in the kitchen furiously making potato pancakes, and apparently something's setting off the smoke alarm as well. All right, let's get into some tech. I have some good news on the tech side here. Good news on the tech side. So NES Classic. NES Classic. I talked about this before the thing even got released. I was so excited about it. Didn't get a chance to get one because they limited the stock. And then we talked about it was going to be coming back. Well, we got confirmation. 
We got confirmation on the date that the NES Classic is going to hit the market again. Nintendo announced it's coming back June 29th. I was hoping it was going to be in time for Father's Day, but it's coming back June 29th. You'll be able to purchase an NES Classic. Uh, and that's got the 30 built-in. I'm not going to get into the details on it. We've talked about it before on the podcast. But the NES Classic is coming back in June. I will be picking one up myself. I'm super excited about it. And they're not limiting the stock this time. It's actually going to be available from June 29th through the end of the year. And they're, they're not. it's not going to be limited stock. It shouldn't be selling. I mean, let's be honest. It might be a little difficult to get it like June 29th. But there's not going to be this issue of like people charging $300 for a $60 item on Craigslist and eBay and all that stuff. Uh, so mark your calendars, wall fans, common sensors, NES classic coming back June 29th. Uh, we've got an interesting one and this is something we're going to continue to follow because I don't know if anything's going to come of this, uh, but there's a movement right now uh, to, to break up Facebook. Uh, it's privacy and anti anti-monopoly groups have launched a freedom from Facebook campaign where they have a petition to break Facebook up into four companies, four, four different companies as opposed to just one. And those four companies would be Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp. I forgot Facebook owned them. WhatsApp and Messenger. Now, there's two sides of this because I get it. Because we always worry about monopolies in this country. We, we always do. However, this is a situation where a lot of companies in Silicon Valley are guilty of this. Google does it. Apple does it. You know? I mean, I mean, come on. Google owns YouTube, and they have a music platform. They have a messaging platform. And the reason Facebook's getting hit with this first is because of all the controversy that came out of Cambridge Analytica. But the thing is, everyone's doing it. Is that, does that make it right? No. Is this a true monopoly? I don't know. So we're going to continue to follow this story, and I would just like to remind everyone, um, like I said, all companies do this, and i just like to remind everyone ab about Microsoft in the 90s, remember? Like, that's the thing. This could be just something we moved past. In the 90s, everyone was like, Microsoft is a monopoly. we got to break up Microsoft, because they had Windows. For years, it was a thing. Microsoft never got broken up. They never... Microsoft just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then Apple got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then oh, this, this little company called Google is like, oh, we want to play too. And then Zuckerberg, you know, creates this monster that is Facebook. I don't, I don't mean that it's just, it's a monster. I don't mean that in an insulting way. Like Facebook's a freaking monster. You know, I mean, come on. So we're going to follow that story. We'll see what happens moving forward. A uh, little news from Microsoft. Speaking of Microsoft, they are working on a new tablet a new Windows 10 tablet, a lightweight tablet that's going to be in the 10-inch realm, uh, closer to a an iPad and, and closer to the, the iPad price range, uh, as opposed to like the Surface Pros, which all of these beautiful podcast episodes get recorded uh, on a Surface Pro. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. Uh, the extra interesting thing about that is tablet sales have, have been dropping uh, over the past few years. So I don't know if this is just kind of a response to Apple and they're like, well, we want to have a tablet in that price range and that size range too, or if companies think that uh, that tablets are going to pick back pick up again at some point, which who knows? I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I still have everything. I've got my Surface Pro. I've got an Android tablet, smartphone. I think I, st I still have an iPod somewhere. You know, I like having the smaller uh, smaller iPod for the gym and running and stuff. Uh, all right, we got a little bit of style. I'm going to breeze through the style because I just got one thing. Uh, this is for anyone, any wall fans, common sensors, podcast fans that are also fans of Vans. Fans of Vans. Fans of Vans shoes. Uh, they announced a new shoe that's being released. Uh, Vans Vault, which they release like limited edition shoes and stuff. It's all it, they're all Vans, but they they release limited edition and then they pull stuff kind of out of the archives. Uh, they're bringing back Jeff Rowley's original signature shoe, uh, his very 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 first signature shoe. I'm super excited about it um, for many reasons because it's Vans, but also because the Rowleys, the Jeff Rowley shoes, uh, for a long time those were the shoes that I got every year year or so when they released a new one. It was like go out and get my I mean I had a lot of other vans and stuff I was like oh new rallies I'll go to get my rallies I haven't had them in a few years I think they're still making them actually I still have a pair in my closet uh, but I haven't bought a new pair of rallies in quite a few years now but I'm super excited about that because the it's the original 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 design from his original signature shoe super excited uh, one piece of music news one piece of music news 
that Give Me Motion video that I teased a couple weeks ago did drop. It dropped this week. Uh, so head on over to YouTube, look up Give Me Motion. You should be subscribed to Give Me Motion already because I told all of you to do this like a year ago. Uh, but if you're not already subscribed, head on over there, search Give Me Motion, check out the new music video. Fantastic song, great music video, uh, and we, we love supporting great musicians. Uh, so, so please, please, please check that out. Subscribe, tell your friends, share, uh, buy the album. It's a fantastic album, absolutely. All right, let's get into some common sense. That was going to be the majority. I mean, all this is common sense, but I've just got some stories to talk about common sense-wise. So there's a family in China, rural China, not big city China, but a family in China. Uh, and one day, the, the mother of this family brought home a puppy. This was about two years ago. She brought home a puppy, a little, little cute puppy. Uh, and they had this thing for a while. Uh, and it was getting a little weird <laughs> because... This puppy was eating ridiculous amounts of food, like a box of fruit and two buckets of noodles every day. This puppy was eating. And apparently in China, you feed your puppy noodles. I don't know. <laughs> Is that a thing? I Like, are noodles, it must be good for them. I, I don't know. Maybe they feed them noodles. I don't mean that in a weird, insulting way. It's just, like, here we have, do they just not have dog food? And are they, you know, it makes it makes sense if it's good for the dogs. Anyway, there's a reason that he had such a ridiculous appetite because about two years later this little puppy who wasn't actually a puppy grew into a 250 pound black bear the family realized that this might not be a dog when it started walking around on its hind legs and apparently asking for picnic baskets man nobody laughed at that one it's okay. I'm just sitting on that one for no, I'm just kidding. But like a little Yogi Bear action there. So anyway, this family was raising a bear for two years, thought it was a dog family in China. Luckily they uh they got in touch with a wildlife preserve. And it turns out this black bear is actually one of the endangered black bear species there in China. Uh so luckily they were able to get the bear to a, a wildlife preserve and all that good stuff. So let's move along. This one's ridiculous. So many news with so much news with planes lately. Let me just skim skim through this one. That's the thing. You shouldn't be riding on Frontier anyway. Like, I've heard bad things. They're, like, right up there with Spirit. I've heard bad things about Frontier. Uh, but apparently, if you were on a flight about a week ago uh, from uh, Denver to Charleston, South Carolina, there's a gentleman sitting between two women and started to get a little handsy and, and harassful. Harassful, is that even a word? And harassing them a little bit. Uh, so one of the flight attendants actually moved him to an empty row. As he was sitting in that empty row all by himself, he proceeded to reach down to his private area, you know, what I'm talking about, uh, whipped it out, and then started to pee on the airplane seat in front of him. Started to pee on the airplane seat in front of him. Yeah. Yeah. So that plane landed, and he was promptly arrested, obviously. I mean, I have a little bit of sympathy because it's like, when you got to go, you got to go. But damn, come on. <laughs> like, the, you probably ain't that far from the lavatory there. Uh, so be careful on Frontier. Like, basically, you can't ride any airplanes. You're either going to get sucked out a window or you're going to get peed on. So don't ride any airplanes. Speaking of, on the same note, my mother my mother flew Spirit today. I was talking to her last night. She's like, yeah, I got a flight tomorrow. I'm flying. And I was like, Jesus, good luck. Not that it's dangerous. It's just, and that's, and that's what we talked about. Like, I flew Spirit once. I'm 6'3", I'm never doing it again. Spirit Airlines are not built for anyone over the height of 5'8". They're just not. If you weren't familiar with that and you're tall like myself, um, do not even, just don't do it. Um, all right, another story about a 30-year-old. I don't even want to get crazy in this because you know what? Everyone's seen this one. Uh, there's a 30-year-old in Syracuse, New York. His parents had to sue him uh, to make him leave the house. Yes, and they actually won. They actually won, and this 30-year-old in Syracuse has to leave his parents' house. And the important thing here, wall fans, ladies and gentlemen, is that this just spawned ridiculous, funny memes. Ridiculous, funny memes. Uh, and, of course, it's spreading around everywhere. And, you know, like, millennial entitlement, that's the big thing. So, so check that story out. 30-year-old in Syracuse just didn't want to leave his parents' house. It also reminded me of that movie with uh, Matthew McConaughey, Failure to Launch. It's like, no, there was a movie about that. Yeah, no, 
Oh, but, oh, it's really happening. Okay, all right. Anyway, uh, so here's another ridiculous, just ridiculous, like lighthearted ridiculous, at least. There's a petition going on, going around right now. Over 26,000 people have signed this petition to change the word no to yesent, Y-E-S-N apostrophe T, yesent. Yeah, it's the world we live in. People got too much time on their hands. Like, seriously. But the good thing here is, of course, this spawned a ridiculous amount of memes. And this one I uh, I really like, actually. Uh, where the heck is the meme here? Oh, I cannot find it. Uh, this is one of the, and it's a meme of, like, a nurse walking up to a, the, the bed and a guy that just walked out of a coma and says, Nurse, sir, you have been in a coma since 2017. Uh, and then the patient, do people still use the meme format? Nurse, yesent. Patient, what? Can you imagine? Can you ma- like? Can you imagine? Seriously, like we're n- we're not gonna use no anymore. Uh, we're gonna use yesent. Give me a break. Give me a break. And apparently, yesent was uh, was added to the the Urban Dictionary uh, a few years ago, but it didn't actually mean no. Like the, it it was like it was like yeah no. It was added to the Urban Dictionary. Like okay fine, but no no no. We're not gonna change the word no in the English language to yesent just because. Millennials think it's funny. Like, come on. Come on. Oh, and we had a story. Apparently, a lot of stuff going on in Charleston or planes heading to Charleston, South Carolina this week. Because we had a story out of another story out of Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, some, a mother went to get a, uh, a, a graduation cake for her son, uh, who was graduating this year, class of 2018. He actually graduated summa cum laude. If you're not familiar with that, uh, you have cum laude, summa cum laude, magna cum laude. Blanking on which my Latin's coming back to me. Uh, magna is the highest, I believe. Uh, and it's, it's, it's an honor to receive that. It means uh, with, with highest praise. Like cum in, in Latin means with. So this is with highest praise. Or with, with high praise and magna with... Yeah, I can, I'm trying to remember my Latin classes. But it's essentially with praise uh, that it's happening. With, or with honor. I'm sorry. With praise. With honor. Uh, is is what it means. So there's different degrees of that. Well, the grocery store that she ordered the cake from, uh, she actually ordered it through a computer system uh, and put in, congrats, Jacob, summa cum laude, class of 2018. Well, the computer program read cum as C-U-M, which can be construed as a different type of word, especially in our country. Well, in in the English language, I guess. I don't know. Maybe in the UK they're using that too. I I don't know. I honestly don't know. Let's spend another time in the UK. Uh, So, of course, the computer program read it as a dirty word. She then put in the notes, please, this isn't a dirty word. This is an honorable term to use for someone. Can you please do it correctly? Well, it turns out a relative went to pick up the cake, picked it up, and they put three dashes instead of cum. So it's summa dash 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 laude. Yeah, of course, the store made up for it, and they refunded her money and gave her a gift card. And if, this is one of those funny things where they're gonna, this kid's going to remember it the rest of his life. You know, it's a funny thing. But it got me thinking, you know what? We need more human interaction. We need more human interaction so we're not relying on a computer program to deem something as appropriate or inappropriate. The other crazy thing is it's, it's ridiculous to think about the stuff that comes out on Twitter that is completely inappropriate, the threats and everything else, and nothing happens. Yet there is a computer program built to remove words like that and twitter can't just i I don't get it but you know what we need more human interaction i'm not saying there's a problem with ordering a cake online uh, but we can't we need to stop relying on computer programs uh to to not police us but to to, you know to, to get things done these are certain things where you can use some human interaction go to your local baker i'm you know i mean i'm not saying don't go to your grocery store go to your local baker Small business. Support them. You may, maybe you're going to pay a dollar more. Support them. And don't rely on a computer. All right. I've got one more piece of common sense for you. So, Tammy Lauren. I know her real name, so don't start sending me messages. Tammy. Tammy. About a week ago. Was out to brunch. As all blonde white women do. They go to brunch. Real expensive, high-class brunch. And as she was at a brunch, a table of rowdy brunchers, this is, and I quote, rowdy brunchers, 
one of those rowdy brunchers threw a glass of water on her. She got she got a little wet. Oh, yeah, oh, you got a little wet. Now, is it appropriate to throw a glass of water? No, it's not. I defended uh, Orange Menace's daughter when people were harassing her on an airplane when she was with her kids. Should we throw water on on Tammy Lauren? I mean, should we? Probably. Should we, though? N no, we shouldn't. It's technically assault. However, what happened was she freaked out. She freaked out. Oh, my God. It's water. Oh, my God. I just figured it out. I just figured it out. She's a fucking wicked witch of the East. That's why she freaked out. She was going to melt. Luckily for her, it wasn't enough water to make her melt. Just crack that nut right here on air. Got to watch out for the wicked witch. Get that water on her from rowdy brunchers. Anyway, you shouldn't you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't be throwing drinks on people. Anybody. Anybody. I mean, as much as they deserve it. However, here's the thing. So Tammy Lauren, who is one of the most hateful, bigoted people on television. Hateful, bigoted people on television. Ridiculous. I can't stand the sight of her face. I can't stand the sound of her voice. Less than 24 hours after she had some water thrown on her, the Orange Menace tweeted support of Tammy Lauren. Oh, Tammy got some water thrown on her. This is unacceptable. I would like to remind everyone out there, less than 24 hours for him to freak out that this dumb blonde bitch got some water thrown on her. Freaked out! You remember that Waffle House hero, James Shaw? It took the White House and the Orange Menace 22 days, 22 days to say a goddamn thing about James Shaw. 22 days. 22 hours, pretty blonde white girl. 22 days, heroic black man. I should say pretty blonde, hateful, bigoted white girl. Heroic black man. And for those of you that aren't aware... Uh, James Shaw, who saved a bunch of people from being killed at that Waffle House, actually raised $250,000 for the victims. Still took the Orange Menace 22 days to say anything about it. The White House, 22 days to say anything about it. Less than 24 hours for Tammy. And you know what? I want to be pissed off about this, and I am, because Tammy just makes, just makes, and if you're, if, I'll say it once. If you're not familiar with the name, it's, it's Tommy Laren. Call her Tammy. She looks like a Tammy. You know, Tammy! Just that's, I just that's what I get in my head when I see her. And I get it. I figured it out. Here's the thing. Because, honestly, if Tammy, even if she was a progressive or something and something like this happened to her, I think he would tweet support. Because here's the thing. If the Orange Menace wants to fuck you, you're a pretty blonde, blonde woman who, who Orange Menace wants to sleep with? He's going to defend you. I mean, look, that's what's happening here. It's exactly what's happening here. He sees a pretty blonde girl, runs to her defense, because he's the knight in shining armor. And he's a perverted, bigoted asshole. That's where I'm going to leave you, wall fans, common censors. Thanks for joining in episode 57 like I mentioned at the top of the show, if you want to support the show, I mean, we still have the Patreon page, but if you want to help us uh, to grow in the immediate future, help us to add those one to two new show concepts, uh, head on over to Indiegogo.com. That's Indiegogo, I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com. Uh, search Go Tell to the Wall Studio, and you can see where you can donate, donate, contribute uh, as little as $1 and up to as much as you want. Uh, and there's some sweet perks on there. You can get yourself an awesome, brand new, fresh off the presses, Go Tell to the Wall sticker. I literally have not even opened them yet. These are the new, big, awesome stickers, uh, and, and all the way up to, like, literally sitting as a guest in the studio for a Go Tell to the Wall podcast episode. Uh, so please, please, please spread the word. Tell your friends. If you're on the Facebook page, the Twitter, all those things, you can see the link right there. It's even up on the YouTube page. Please, please, please share. Tell your friends. Contribute what you can. If you can't contribute anything, just sharing. Telling people is, is an immense, immense help. And every little 
bit counts. So head on over to Indiegogo.com, search Go Tell to Wall Studio, and you're going to find our, our campaign up there. And, uh, and please help us out. I, wanna, I want to continue to grow this podcast. It's, it's just it's, it's hitting a point where it's physically like just like beating me down physically. And we, we need to get some more people in here to help uh, to, to just take, take some of that burden off of me. And, and if we are ever going to add another show concept, that's, that's part of what's got to happen. Uh, so please, please help us out on Indiegogo.com. Uh, and remember, you can always follow us on Twitter at TellTheWallPod or at MagicMuppet. Both of those follow us there. Uh, at Tell the Wall Pod is our official Tell the Wad. Tell the Tell the Wad. Tell the Wall Podcast Twitter. Uh, at Magic Muppet is my own personal one. Of course, for now, head on over to YouTube. Subscribe. Eventually, we are going to hit a point where there isn't some isn't new content being produced for YouTube uh, up there. But check out the videos if you have not already. Subscribe, and if if that starts to move again, we will continue producing new content for the channel. New stuff's gonna go up there uh, that that no one's seen. It's just stuff that's already in the bag. It's been edited. Um, and I just got to go through the process of actually posting it. But check us out on YouTube as well. And, of course, most importantly would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Uh, that has links to all the things I just mentioned, awesome photos up there as well, and some links to videos, just all kinds of good stuff. And w- I'm going to try to get the Indiegogo link up there uh, on the website as well. But like I mentioned, it's on Facebook, it's on YouTube, it's on Twitter. Um, and, and if you can't find it, just go to Indiegogo.com and search Go Tell It's a Wall Studio. Every, every, every little bit counts. Um. Uh, yeah, I guess that's it. That's it. That's episode 57, Wall Fans Common Sensors. Thank you all for joining. Uh, thank you for joining on the live feed. We'll finish up on the live feed in just a moment. Uh, this has been episode 57 of Go Tell to Wall Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and we will be back next week. Same wall place, same wall time. And remember, Wall Fans Common Sensors, podcast consumers, social media world, no matter where you go, No matter what you do, no matter who you're with, and no matter why you're doing that particular thing, always use common sense.